Welcome in everyone to the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday weekend with no deaths and or injuries suffered slash to report. Um, I will say that on today's episode, I was going to do a review for Cree 2, as I mentioned last week. Um, I did not get a chance to go to the theater at all this week because um, I Cree 2 is on my list to see as well as Wreck-It Ralph 2. A lot of sequels coming out. Um, but the way just kind of things broke and, and went direction wise, just getting stuff done for the holiday and getting ready for it and everything like that. I was not able to even get hands on it. So I actually may try to do something this upcoming week and we'll, we'll see how that turns out. That is the plan, but sometimes life has different, uh, as the kids say, uh, options for you or a different idea. so I wasn't able to do that. And um, but yeah, I mean, this was a really, I think this whole week, right? Like we had Creed 2 come out, Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, that turd monster of a Robin Hood movie came out with Jamie Foxx and the dude from Kingsman and then the new newest, uh, not Harry Potter, I guess, but like, I don't know, Fantastic Beasts or whatever with I Beat Women, Johnny Depp on it. So, or excuse me, he doesn't beat women. He just slaps his wife around or his ex-wife a little bit. So, um, he, or yeah, so you had a lot of movies come out and stuff, but review-wise, it seemed like Creed 2 was okay. Wreck-It Ralph was supposed to be super good, and um, I guess the this Fantastic Beast 2 was not very very sexy for a lot of people and a lot of stuff like that. And then that Robin Hood movie was a total stinker. Like, I was looking at Rotten Tomato scores earlier today before I recorded, and I saw 11%, so I actually kind of want to go see it. I mean, when a movie gets that kind of review and it's that bad... There's a part of me, I don't know what it is, but in my brain, that's like, oh, Danny, you should go check that out. Like, you know, that, that seems like a really good, what's worrisome if I go see it and I'm like, huh, I actually like that movie. That wasn't too bad. Then it's like, oh, dude, I have no opinion at all worth its salt when it comes to movies or video games or anything at that point, if I think Robin Hood's going to be good. So um, who knows? Me surprise myself, may not. Uh, I learn a little bit more about oneself. So that's always good too. So um, yeah, hope you all had a great just Thanksgiving. And like I said, no incidences in regards to Black Friday or anything like that. Um, yeah, I was so quick. So I know before we get into the, you know, news and bits of TV and film on this episode for today, um, I like a total fat ass. It was, and it was glorious. I loved it. I, I did really good going into that first quarter, had a giant plate of food, a little bit of everything, but there were good portions. I got done and I was like, boom, I'm good to go. This is great. And I should have just stopped there. And I did. That's the point I did. What I didn't plan for was coming out of halftime of being able to, you know, I, I didn't make adjustments at the half like I should have. And that's why we lost that game over Thanksgiving day. Um, I went in first plate. We did our business, you know, handled the blitzes, had a great offense, ran the clock down. You know, we just we had the lead going into the half. And then after that, I had this apple pie, too much apple pie with vanilla ice cream mixture. And once that settled into the systems, oh, man, it was game over. And then that was the problem because I got hit with that. And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I can feel it, but I'm OK. I can I can barrel through. And then I got home, and I don't know if everyone else has this, but you get like that, almost it feels like a hungry feeling again, you know, after the initial wave of Thanksgiving food. And so I started getting that later that night, and I was like, hmm, I can eat. My brain, my eyes were bigger than my stomach, because I should have just been like, oh, I should have had a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I would have been okay. I didn't. I had way too fucking much like an asshole, and it hit me, and I just couldn't walk straight for two days. But I got back on the wagon. 
jumped on or started working out first thing that morning. I even worked out uh, the morning of Thanksgiving. The next day, I forced myself to work out. I that's the last thing I fucking wanted to do. But since then, I've been eating right. Back on the back on the keto, focused, ready to turn this franchise around, ready to win some games, close out the season strong, and everything like that. It won't until you know Christmas comes, and then I'm just gonna eat like an asshole again. So um, I I was down for the count that night of Thanksgiving. It was not it was not a pretty sight. I'm so glad I. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't have to record because that was going to be a rough one. I'm glad I did it a couple days before because that was not going to happen. It's just going to be me mostly moaning and groaning on the mic, so that's not good. And, um, oh, apologies for any weird back sound if you hear, like, a dog licking himself. Uh, my dog's behind me right now as I record because he's being a little little bitch about stuff. So he was whining, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go record. Just don't don't make a fool of yourself. And he's just staring at me, the little beady brown eyes of his. Probably want my soul, don't you? Yeah, you bastard. Anyways, but yeah, so that's all that stuff. So what do we, let's try to, I guess, circle back here. I should probably try to get a little bit more focused. Um, So on this week's TV and film focused episode, it's probably gonna be a little bit on the shorter side today. News and thoughts and notes and all that stuff has been super sparse this week and everything. Um, But I'll try to do my best with what we do know and what we do have to talk about and stuff like that and things that I want to touch on and then what have you. But I said that last couple I think weeks where I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna have long episodes and they turn out to be almost one hour, you know, word vomit session. So I will try my best to keep it to a min and focused with thoughts that are clear and concise that actually make you think, huh, make you ponder something else from Danny's thoughts. So hopefully that's what we'll get to. But so with that said, let's start the show. Um, So the first bit of docket, well, I guess I should recap the episode, what we got on tap. Let's do that first. See, this is at ADHD kicking in guys um so on today's tv and film focused episode for this week we're gonna go over my little thoughts and feels when it comes to the Lion King live action movie trailer we got on Thanksgiving day which was fucking awesome and then we um or then I'm gonna go on my opinion about Harry Potter and this might interest you a little bit so we'll we'll see when we get to that part of it and then we'll finish up and wrap up the episode with some industry notes just a cool little tidbits here and there so yep let's start the show so starting off with lion king trailer came out on thanksgiving night <clears throat> so um when i got home i watched it again a second time just kind of just zoned in listening to everything and i found myself like a quarter of the way through the trailer having this giant just fucking goofy ass smile on my face so watching it made me just, I don't know, it just took me back to being a kid. This is one of my favorite animated, you know, Disney cartoon movies, you know, ever. I mean, I think this and Lion King and probably Toy Story 1, like those are my three when I think about like those Disney cartoons of the 90s. So for me personally, I, I saw a couple videos about it on YouTube where people put this live action trailer and they edit it right next to the one that released back in, what was it, 93, 94 when the movie came out when they did the trailer for the animated version. So John Favreau, he is directing this movie. He literally just borrowed shot for uh, shot for shot of that for the most part. There's a couple of tweaks on his version here and there, but um, for the most part, it's kind of the same idea. So I saw some reaction to that where people were kind of like, what the fuck is this is bullshit? They're just redoing it. And it's like, okay, listen here. I get it. I understand. I'll be the first one to raise my hand of like, you know, Disney's like, just swinging their dick around when they're like, we're just going to fucking remake all of our classic cartoon movies as live action. So we can just milk you again for another couple hundred, $150 million box opening weekends. I get that. But for me, I don't know, watching the trailer, 
I loved it. It was like, I know after seeing these, like I said, YouTube videos of the comparison, I'm like, you know what? I, if I was him, I would have done the same exact thing. This is a classic. It's very dear to a lot of people. Um, and so you have to understand too, that you're making this movie for people like my age now, where I'm in my thirties that grew up with these kind of movies. Right. And now, and then they're kids too, the people that have had them so far. So you're doing it for a new generation as wolves and old. So I do like this idea of you just, it's, it would be stupid for them not to do it this way and cut the trailer and, you know, shot for shot. And it, it looks fucking awesome. I mean, dude, you got uh, James Earl Jones is back as Mufasa check. You know, um, I looked and I don't think yet yeah, they brought Jeremy Irons back to do the voice of Scar, which is like. All right, have fun with that. I, I don't care who the fuck you cast as Simba or Nala and shit like that to sink. Don't give a fuck. I just want Scar, Mufasa. You got those two in? Cool. But the whole Scar thing, I was like, eh, you probably brought back Jeremy Irons. Like, he's he's pretty fucking cut. So I'm sure they'll make their tweaks in the story and it won't be a shot for shot remake of the cartoon and everything like that. So I'm wondering, like, is it going to be the musical kind of style or are they going to go for a little more of a serious tone? So I'm kind of interested in seeing that. But yeah, dude, I'm all in. Like, fucking, they're tugging at my heartstrings. Disney knows what they're doing with that bullshit. And they got me hook, line, and sinker. So yay for Lion King. Woo! Um, but yeah, that got me super excited. Definitely can't wait to see more of it and, and hopefully see the movie and when it comes out and everything like that opening night, I, I would love to do that personally, but I mean, yeah, I, I got excited for it. it. It's interesting because they're doing a live action remake of as well of Aladdin. And I think I talked about it on the podcast before when the trailer came out, that didn't do anything for me. Like I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know if it's like my, my biases against Guy Ritchie, but I have problems with him as a director on a lot of things, just the way he kind of shoots movies and everything like that. So I'm curious how much, you know, how much power they Disney actually gave him for such a prestigious franchise for them and everything like that. And yeah, this is going to be kind of interesting to see um, that because again, that's one of my favorite movies as a kid. So hmm. yeah, a lot didn't do anything for me, but Lion King definitely gave me that slight chub feeling of like, this is awesome. This is great. So Yay for Lion King gets an A-plus trailer reaction in my book, if you give a fuck. So there's that. So uh, speaking of feels and everything like that. So going on to the next topic, um, I started this actually uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I started watching it. So I don't know. I can't recall if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. So apologies, you know, in advance if I'm repeating myself yet again about something. So um, to kind of take a step back I started watching Thanksgiving evening Harry Potter and some of you listening be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, dude, Harry Potter, it's been out for like 80 zillion years and it's a worldwide phenomenon loved by everyone for the most part. Like, where have you been kind of thing? You haven't watched it. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, before you get the pitchforks at me, hear me out. So when I was super young, I just started reading the Sorcerer's Stone, the first book. I got halfway through that thing and I fucking stopped. I was so fucking bored. I was so disinterested in anything and everything. This JK Rowling's gal um, was the words and the letters she was putting on the page. I was just like, up, oh, I'm good. Then I remember seeing the Sorcerer's Stone movie in theaters as a kid. And I think I fell asleep or something, or I was just, I was disinterested. I was like, eh, I, this doesn't do anything for me. The wizards, you know, fucking witches and shit and the magic. And I'm like, this guy's a little boy, like, this is weird, you know, play the, the troll toll. I don't know. It's all over the place, right? 
So I just eh, never did it for me. And I, I knew the phenomenon that was Harry Potter throughout the years and everything like that. But there was always so many other movies out there to kind of keep my interest. It's like, um, like this one may surprise you. So I know a lot of people that love, um, what's it called? The Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? With Johnny Depp. Okay. I've seen like the first one. I have not seen any of the other ones. I have no interest in that even to this day. And seeing Harry Potter has not changed that for me of like wanting to go back and watch something that I previously was like, eh, about like, I mean, I love pirates. That's, that's cool. I just, there's nothing about it that does it for me at all that I want to see from that movie. At least with Harry Potter, if someone told me before I saw it, like, yeah, it's about fucking this place called Hogwarts and shit. And like, they're like Jedis. I mean, they're wizards. And then they go and they got to fight the fucking Emperor Palpatine. I mean, uh, Voldemort and shit or Voldemort, whatever fuck his name is. And then, oh yeah, Sirius Black is like fucking Obi-Wan and shit. It's like, oh, okay. I, I could get in, involved in all that. So it just never, never did anything for me. So I don't know what possessed me to start it back up, but so I started watching the first movie um, as of this recording, I finished up the fifth one last night. So I have six and then I think number seven is broken up into two parts. So three more movies to go. So I'm not done. I don't know all the full spoilers and everything like that. So please don't send any shit in to me. I want to be surprised. So I'm going into this completely like trying to leave my biases at the door and watching it. So, um, it's Harry Potter's fucking awesome, dude. Holy shit, dude. It's good. Like, and I'm not here to like fucking read books afterwards or during or like, I'm sure there's some people that have read the books and love them and that's cool. Go for it. And I'm sure they're like, well, if you read the books, though, you'll get more backstory and more details on this or that. And it will add more to the story. And that makes perfect sense to me. Then, you know what? Email me those questions. We'll have that conversation. I would love to. It's like Game of Thrones. I'm just going to watch the show. I'm not going to read the book. I'm, I'm an uneducated swine, as they call it. So, um, but when I talk with people that have read it and they're like, oh yeah, this scene or this part or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's like, oh, I know more now. It adds more context to it, but I'm not seeking to know that. So it's kind of my same feel for Harry Potter. So with these movies, it's, I felt like a kid again, watching them meaning or in the sense of, you know, when I was a kid and I watched the original star Wars, it's like, I know this is a big popular thing. That's a phenomenon, right? Same with Harry Potter. So when I'm sitting there and I'm able to watch all these movies just like in a row, no stop. I don't have to wait for the next release. It's actually kind of cool. It's actually a little bit of a relief, you know, and it's kind of giving me the feeling that I imagine what, or what I hope my kids are going to have when I do have them, when they watch, you know, star Wars originally in the Marvel movies and everything. And they're seeing and experiencing everything these films have to offer for the first time. Like to me, that gets me excited. And that's how exactly I felt when watching the Harry Potter movies so far. Um, for the most part, I think, kind of if I'm looking at it objectively through like a like I'm putting on my critic hat in terms of like how the story plays out on screen the acting the way they shoot it and everything like that um for the most part I think they're all really shot extremely well um the one I just watched the fifth one what the fuck is that called I know everyone's probably screaming at the radio right now like oh that's this one um not Order of the Phoenix I don't know whatever the fifth one is right so I started watching that, and that's the first one directed by David Yates, who I think directed the rest of them after that, and he actually directed the first two Fantastic Beasts, and he's attached to all of them so far. I wonder how long that's going to last, but um, so David Yates came, and that's the first one he directed, and so I just watched that one, and yeah, I think it was David Yates. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it was David Yates. I hope so. I should probably check that, but anyways, that fifth one, that's the one that starts off Harry Potter's like... 
in a fucking field somewhere and like his cousin shows up or whatever and like starts bullying him and then they get attacked by the fucking the freaking dark cloak motherfuckers from Lord of the Rings and shit and all that. So that whole thing, I'm not going to lie, that first half of the movie, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I kept rewinding every 15 seconds because I'm trying to follow like what's occurring. The pacing and the way they edited was so fucking confusing. Like all of a sudden Harry's in trouble for using magic outside of school. Cause he's underage. Okay. I understand the rules of the universe when it comes to that. Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden he has a fucking letter. And then this other chick who's supposed to be like his neighbor or something that he knows really well shows up out of nowhere. And she's like, I'm going to be a witness. And then, um, what the fuck happened? Like he's sitting there. Next thing I know this, this, that one dude shows up from gangs of New York and he has like a fucking crew of witches and wizards. I'm like, who the fuck is this posse over here? What the fuck is this shit? And they like break him out of the house or something. And it, it's moving so fast at a point where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I mean, Harry says it. He's like, what's happening? And no one tells him shit in that movie. And um, I do. So that was kind of like, Ugh. I think other than that, most of the other movies I've watched, I've just, I've been happy with. Them. I've been so excited. I can't wait to see what happens next and experience it and learn more about these characters and the story and everything like that. So, um, I'm trying to think like, yeah, just overall, like, I mean, good for her, like JK, she was sitting there supposedly homeless in a dump given hand jobs. I don't know if that's true. I could have just made that up, but she basically, I think looked at every aspect or most of the aspects of like Lord of the Rings and star Wars and was like, how do I do my own twist on that without copying it or making it blatantly? So, and she did her own twist and she decided to dip into the genre of like wizards and witches, which is fucking smart because no one had done that at the time. So great for her making the money she did off of the books and the movies and this fantastic crap shit that she's doing. I have no idea what the fuck those are about. And I'm probably not going to get into them for a long time until all of them are done because I do. I have this weird feeling now of like wanting to watch these just movies in general that connect all in a row. Like, it just seems super cool to me. I know I can't hold it back, though, when it comes to, like, Star Wars and Marvel shit right now. But, no, that's been a really cool, enjoyable experience um, with these movies and everything. And um, I love how every movie starts off. It's a new year for him as a kid at Hogwarts. Um, I, at first, kind of picked that up after the second movie when it started. And I was like, I wonder how this is going to translate. Because I could get stale and really dull pretty fast and everything. So... Um, I actually do like the confines of Hogwarts and how they do that. It, 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 you're able to get away with so much from a storytelling standpoint. And in the last movie, now it's opened up where it's like, okay, Harry's getting ready to do his thing and he's getting ready for Voldemort. He's officially back. Everyone's seen him and believes him and everything. And, and you keep it moving. So um, I'm kind of seeing, I'm curious if the payoff for that is going to be as good as I hope it's going to be. Um, but that's the thing too, with like Harry, like I feel so like, I love you. How can you not like Harry Potter? Like the character himself, this guy's been through so much shit, right? He continues to go through shit. I mean, think about it. In that first movie, Sorcerer Stone, that kid at the end of his freshman year or his first year at Hogwarts, if he's recapping his summer as he gets ready to go back to his abusive fucking aunt and uncle and all that shit, he's probably sitting there like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like, look at this. I can't catch a break. Like, my parents were fucking murdered. I didn't know about that until, like, five minutes ago. I finally got that revealed to me, right? That my parents were murdered. I got it, okay? I come from a famous... Or, or no, excuse me. My parents are murdered, or I thought in a car accident. That fucking sucks. I'm in an abusive household. So, as a child, I am dreaming of 
maybe that moment where I get taken away from all this bad, right? And all this, like, how much bad shit can happen to one person? Well, for Harry, it apparently it's every fucking minute of every day. So Harry's sitting there. Parents are murdered. Like, and he gets the fucking letter from Hogwarts and everything. You've been accepted. He gets open up to this giant world that his parents were like OGs in. And he's supposed to be like the, the Neo, the chosen one in and everything. And it's like, oh, cool. What a break. And then he fucking comes to school and he has like fucking the dude with the, the, the towel wrapped around his head trying to fucking murder him. And like tons of other bad shit happens like every fucking year. Why does this kid look forward to going to school? I need someone to answer me this though. Like in all honesty, why the fuck is he excited to go to school every fucking year? Like at that point, that kid should have asked for a transfer. Any normal kid would have asked for a transfer or would have dropped out of school because every fucking year, a handful of bad shit happens to him. And does anyone ask why the fuck it happens always in the beginning of the year? And there's always some more bad shit happening to him at the end of the year. Like literally think about it. Every fucking year, Harry Potter's in school the worst possible shit happens to this kid and I feel so bad so that's why he's so likable there's no way you can watch Harry Potter movie like I like this shit but this Harry Potter kid's a douche no fucking way and like um like his friends like Ron Hermione and all that bullshit like that's great Hermione's awesome as a character Ron so far up to five movies I could do without him like I want to punch that kid in the mouth repeatedly he is fucking annoying like he's a piece of shit he is not a good friend whatsoever. I think it was like the fourth movie. Ron's like, oh, why the fuck did you sign up for the Goblet of Fire, Harry? You fucking glory hogging. And Harry's like, dude, we've been friends for how long, right? You know bad shit happens to me like every fucking year to the 10th power. So why the fuck are you giving me shit for this instead of being a homeboy and getting my back throughout all this? And Ron's just moping like a bitch over this raggedy ass fucking hair. I mean, holy shit. So... Ron, Ron can suck it. His two twin brothers, they're fucking awesome. And then who's the fucking, ah, uh, what's his name from Die Hard? The villain. Oh, he's in it. He plays the teacher. Fucking, fucking Smeagol. No, I don't know what the fuck his name is. He's wearing the black robes. I can't remember his name now. Oh my, he just died recently too. Anyways, he's fucking awesome. I, for some reason, he's one of my favorite characters. I do not know why, because he just acts like a dick the whole time. But boom, it's great. And I love the twist at, or not the twist, but the revelation in the last one I saw where basically he's like trying to teach Harry how to protect his mind from Voldemort so he doesn't mind control him like oh that's cool and then um he like turns the tables Harry does and then you find out like Harry's dad was a fucking dick he was a bully dude like he probably fucking did horrible things with his wand to him as like when they were kids dude like holy shit Harry's dad was a douchebag so um other than that I've been loving it. My only, if my biggest main criticism of Harry Potter so far is, and I hope this change is coming up at the end of the one with the, the, the fucker, I think it's Goblet of Fire from Twilight. Like he, he gets knocked off. Right. So it's at the very end, you know, he sees Voldemort. They get into this, this, this battle or whatever. It's like a little brawl kind of thing. Nothing too much out of it. Harry comes out of it and he's fucking at his wits end. He's like, holy shit, Voldemort's back and everything and all this i didn't feel a sense of urgency from him where i would have gone like the dragon ball z route if i was the writer and hear me out where it's like voldemort's coming he or he is coming he's here and he means fucking business and he has a group he has a crew of fuckers that are like all about his nuts and shit right 
I would have loved to see at the end of the Goblet of Fire if Harry kind of have this epiphany moment where he's like, okay, I need to step my game up. Like, I need to go to the next level and shit. So don't have a training montage. But I would have loved to see the fifth one kind of open, making it clearer as day as, like, Harry's matured beyond his years because he's forced to now because of what's occurring with Voldemort. Like, it's real now. And there's... there's Because Voldemort tells him, like, dude, the reason I couldn't touch you is because of the spell your mother did and love and all that bullshit. Now that spell's gone, motherfucker. So I could put my hands all over you. So I would have loved to seen Harry kind of have this come-to-Jesus moment of just, like... I got to step my game up and I have to embrace this concept and idea that I'm the chosen one and I won't get the benefit of experiencing a, a childhood, a, you know, or a regular childhood like everybody else because what he's he's coming and I know what he's capable of and what he wants to do and I got to save everyone that I care and love. So I got to step my game up and become like fucking embrace the neo basically is what I'm trying to say and everything like that. So um other than that it's been good. Uh the fucking Dumbledore thing, holy shit that was said. Okay, it's my last Harry Potter thought. So the Dumbledore guy they cast in the first two, he died, right? So they brought this third or this new guy in to play Dumbledore. Ugh, I don't like him at all. Like, there is nothing that he's done or not done that I just, ugh. Like, as the actor and that portrayal of that character, I just did not care for that whatsoever. I still don't. He's kind of like, it made him less likable to me. Like, the dude they got in the first two, he was fucking great, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, I see what they're going for with Dumbledore. This is awesome. I'm all for it. Obviously, the guy can't help himself that he died, but this new guy they brought in, I was, I've not been a fan of this Dumbledore. It just, it's not doing it for me. And it's like, he's just kind of a douche. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to finish it up, get more into it. And, um, I'm sure this is going to be the last time I talk about Harry Potter. Maybe, maybe not. I'll have some new references that are really bad that I can sneak in and everything, but yeah, it is what it is. It's, uh, this has been fun, man. And the whole fucking lore of it, too. Holy shit. They did such a good job building the world and establishing the universe and its rules in the first two movies. Like, very clear to the point and not, like, word vomit kind of thing that they did where there's so much exposition. And you're just like, come on, keep it moving. Like, let's go already. So, I mean, good for them, dude. And they've had so many. I loved. I, I was hoping with Harry Potter, they would have had a different director for each movie. And they didn't. They have David Yates finishing out a lot of them. But, yeah, there were some random-ass directors they brought in to direct. And they seem to do And, like, there's some of them that they did a really good job and made it super fun and nice to watch. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Harry Potter. Finally seeing it for the first time fully. Can't wait to finish it. And uh, I'm sure I'll have more, actually, thoughts and ideas on it and stuff like that. And I'll check back in with my Harry Potter report, I promise. So, all right. So, with that said, let's move on to our last couple topics for the day. Um, and I promise this guys, this was not meant to be a filler episode of me talking about Harry Potter for 20 minutes, but I wanted to share my genuine, um, excitement and enthusiasm that I've had for, that I've been experiencing the last, last couple of days with this movie and this franchise. It's been super dope, loving it. So, um, yeah, with that said, going on to industry notes, last couple things we're going to touch on before we wrap up today's episode. So, um, yeah, per the hashtag show, Kevin Feige, who's running anything and everything of Marvel Cinematic Universe, has uh, reportedly pitched to Disney a miniseries featuring Groot and Rocket Raccoon for Disney's Plus service. Let's go. Fucking love it. Like, I, I'm sure at the end of the day, when we look back on this and, 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 the, and the bigger picture of things, Marvel and all their shit is probably going to overdo it and saturate their own market and make people tired of the shit. So I'm curious to see how that full, uh, how that shoe's going to drop when it does. But as of right now, rocket group, love those characters. Let me see more of them. Don't care. Like 
you keep doing the personal love magic touch that you have with these Marvel movies, whether it's a movie, a fucking miniseries with Loki, Scarlet Witch, fucking Vision. It could be some guy that just like it could be the janitor at the Avengers Tower. I don't give a fuck. I'll watch it. Just it's I'm fucking all about this Marvel movie cinematic shit at the moment. It's so fucking good. So um, that's coming down the pike uh, reportedly. And then uh, moving on to our next one. Per Entertainment Weekly, Game of Thrones creator George Martin confirmed the new prequel series will take place 5,000 years before uh, the current series. Uh, the song, it's called A Song of Fire and Ice, I believe. Um, it will be about the origins of the White Walkers, the Wall, um, all that stuff. So pretty much everything. It sounds like the series is going to feature, hey, these are all like the major kind of not beats um these are a lot of the lore pieces we've established throughout this game of thrones series so with the prequel series we're just gonna basically make those the centerpieces of the story shine a big ass light on them and stuff and i we've talked about this before like i think it was last or yeah back in june or july when this first was reported that hbo's taking all these pitches and scripts from all these different creators fuck yeah dude like give me more game of thrones i love this universe i love everything about it even though some of the episodes in this past season were kind of like like you can kind of see them fucking conjoling like pushing it together to make it work and wrap it up kind of thing um but i think at the most part like i'm i'm all for it like let's go more game of thrones just stay true to it of what you've done and just make it its own little thing at the same time that's obviously easier said than done um but yeah, they got a lot of creative people that they've brought in to work on it, and I, I am expecting really, really fun and good things from that. So um, our last topic as far as industry notes go before we wrap today's episode up, we got official images of Monster World, the Mo- Monster Hunter World, the movie. Monster Hunter World, for people that don't know, is this really popular game that I think that's been around for like ever over in Asia. They recently brought it to the U.S. like on consoles. I played it. I actually really, really loved and adored the game. I had a great time with it. Put a lot of fucking time and hours into it. And it was, a, I had a blast with it, right? So, see the pictures for this. And I immediately, like, what the fuck am I looking at? This looks awful. This looks like shit. And then I do the back research into it. It's from the fucker that makes the Resident Evil. Like, is it Paul Anderson? Or what, is that his name? I think. And like his wife, what's her face? She's been in all like this, the Resident Evil movies too or whatever. It's that fucking crew. So they're making a character to get her in there. And then it's like, oh, but it's okay. We got this character from the Monster Hunter World video game that you remember, right? And it's like, no, fucker. It looks like shit. Like, here we go again. Another fucking property or another video game that could have actually been a really, really good and fun movie. And a trilogy and a series, you know, whether it's on the big screen or even on Netflix. And they just go pull this shit. They get these fucking people that are just, they don't give a shit. Like, they, they, they don't, they're not coming at it with the same mindset of, like, of wanting to make something good. I really don't. Like, it's just, like, rinse and repeat. We got our blueprint from, like, all the video game shit films that we've done. Like, Blood Rain 2. Remember that bullcrap? She was in it, too. So, it's just kind of, like... Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up just so I can shit on it, to be honest with you. Um, fuck them. Like, I am so... Uh, we need it. We are... We need and we are way overdue and deserving of that boom of... That boom, that evolution of someone or some... Yeah, just somebody that kind of gets it. Like, this is how you adapt to video games on 
you know, the TV or the movies and stuff like that. And I like we need the Kevin Feige of that to really fucking appear and kind of, you know, bring that out to the forefront, you know, because like what was I haven't watched it yet and it's been on my list to do Castlevania like that's a classic fucking video game series, right? Would have been great. You can adapt that in any way, pretty much, I think. And they sort of put in a, a, a cartoon version or an animated version of it on Netflix. I hear nothing but amazing things about it, of how fucking brilliant the show is. So you can do it, just understand the characters or seek to understand. And, you know, you can't adapt it, you know, scene by scene. It doesn't work that way. We, I think most people are understanding and get that. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Not every Marvel movie is a fucking adap- adaptation of, you know, each panel of a comic. You know what I mean? You take the big story elements and you tweak it. That's all you got to do and make it your own. And no one's fucking yelling at Marvel for breaking continuity and fucking it up and everything. So I don't know. But <sighs> that's enough to get my blood pressure up. But thinking about that bullshit image. Anyway, so. All right, guys. Kind of Zen moment, Danny. Zen moment. Focus. Breathe. Finish it out. All right. So that's going to do it for me today. I um, hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you like the podcast and you want to help it grow and or support it, information on links can be found in the description of this episode on how you can do just that. Um, you can help it by doing certain things such as rating it, reviewing it on your preferred podcast listening platform. Um, this can include what you like, what you didn't like, what you want to see more of, etc. Also, feel free to share the podcast via social media, Reddit, um, any platforms that you use. More eyes and ears on it, the better, obviously. Um, or better yet, if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can do so by sending your listener questions to the podcast email, which is the, it's called the Haven PC at gmail.com. Um, search the Haven podcast on Instagram. If you're on that, I also have a link for it in the description as well. Um, or you can even find me on mixer again, link in the description of the episode on where you can find that at, where I do some streaming from time to time. Um, actually I think streaming wise schedule, I'm going to start going like, I'm going to try to start hitting it Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. Pacific time to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So four hours. Right now, my focus is Fallout. And then when Red Dead Online comes out, I'll switch over and kind of balance the two at that to my best of abilities. And yeah, any solo games come out, boom, throwing that shit on there, too. So it's a nice little way just to, for me to interact and talk with the community and everything like that. So um, and all that fun stuff. So and usually I try to work on some some jokey joke contents there try to that's the key word um so yeah tons of ways to get involved help it grow etc just please no dick plicks please i don't want anyone sliding in my instagram dms if that's what they're calling in and, and seeing that shit I, I don't got time for that so um yeah tons of ways to get involved and as always appreciate those listener questions keep sending them in um and again they don't have to relate specifically to topics we talked about this week or on this episode they can or can it's up to you talk about whatever um, but yeah, all right, that's going to do it for me, you guys. Thank you so much yet again. Hope you all have a great upcoming work week and I will talk to you guys this upcoming Friday. Take care.